All right, 1 John chapter 4, and we'll read verses 7 through 21. 7 through 21, 1 John chapter 4. Let's read this. It says this in the Word of God. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God, and knoweth God. And he that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. In this was manifested the love of God toward us, because that God sent His only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. Herein is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. No man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us and his love is perfected in us. Hereby know we that we dwell in him and he in us because he hath given us of his spirit. And we have seen and do testify that the Father has sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him, and he in God. And we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. Verse 17, Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. If a man say, I love God, and hateth his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? And this commandment have we from him, that he who loveth God loveth his brother also. Let's pray again. Heavenly Father, again, we thank you for your goodness and mercy and grace. And Lord, thank you for reminding us, dear God, that there's still power in the blood. And Lord, that that blood is still working on our behalf. And Lord, if there's somebody here, somebody listens that's not saved, Lord, you would love nothing more than to wash them in your blood today and cleanse them from all unrighteousness. Lord, if they'll take the faith that you give them from the word of God and put it in the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, Lord, we thank you again of those that are sick among us, Lord. Uh, touch uh, those physical needs. Lord, we think of uh, the spiritual needs. Lord, we think of uh, Brother uh, Wood's uh, brother and other uh, loved ones, Lord, that I have, that we have, uh, dear God, that need to be saved. Lord, as we think about the holidays coming up and getting to maybe see some that we don't get to see often. Uh, Lord, we pray that you prepare hearts that we could be a witness to. And Lord, I pray for those that have been witnessed to this week and the seed uh, that's been sown. Uh, dear God, please work in their hearts. Lord, we pray a special prayer for uh, Sister Jackson's family. Lord, as we'll be having the funeral here in a little bit. Their good hand of grace upon them. Lord, we thank you for the testimony of Brother Duet, the testimony of Sister Jackson. Lord, thank you for people in this day and age that are still faithful, dear God. And uh, Lord, uh, finish good and uh, finish strong. And uh, we, we give you the glory for what you did in and through their lives. Thank you for those that are faithful to be here this morning and uh, faithful to listen in. Thank you, Lord, now that we've started Sunday school, those that are uh, faithful to be here on, on time to teach Sunday school and to uh, participate in that. Lord, just so many things we have to praise you for. Now help us now through your word and glorify yourself and build your church in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, we see some wonderful uh, uh, verses here. Uh, we'll mention in a moment. Amen. We'll see that phrase, perfect love. In these verses, we see what? We see perfect love. 
that flows from a perfect God. And you know what? Gives a perfect result. Amen. That's what it does. It's a perfect love that flows from a perfect God and gives a perfect result. You know, of course, uh, God's greatest demonstration of love is Calvary. We talked about that in Sunday school. Boy, if you want to know what God is like, of course, you have any question about that, you just got to look at the cross. Uh, just look to Calvary. Amen. You know, uh, sometimes people try to argue uh, with something God's done or uh, they think maybe the Lord has mistreated somebody or withheld mercy from somebody. I remember uh, years ago uh, uh, when I first went to Bulgaria, our money had to be wired to us. And there was a guy at the bank. Uh, he claimed to be an atheist. So every time I go over there, he liked to talk things and he'd read the Bible. One day I walk in, he brought up about that. Uh, was it the Syrophoenician woman? He said, he said, look, he said, you, you call God love and Jesus love. And look how he treated this woman and uh, called her dog and all these things. I said, how can you say that uh, uh, he treated that woman with love? I said, well, you need to turn a few pages over and see where he died for that dog. Amen where he shed his blood uh, for that woman. Hey, you can't just pull something out of the middle of the story, amen? You got to read the whole story to get the, full, uh, get the full picture. So we know that the Lord Jesus Christ suffered and bled and died for uh, the most wicked among us. We'll see that uh, here. And of course, uh, amen, the great divine uh, uh, thing of God's glory and love is seen at Calvary. And we thank God for that. And that's uh, certainly emphasized here. But of course, as we talk about love, love's probably one of the most misunderstood things in the world. Oh, my goodness. People like to talk about it all the time. You know, everyone desires it, right? We all, I just want somebody to love me. And you know, that's true. You know, as I've, uh, I've mentioned that before, as I've traveled the world, you know, you might hear different languages. You might see different cultures and might get to taste uh, different foods. Amen. We like that part. Amen. And all those things. But yet you still see the things that are common in every society. Amen. That people just uh, want somebody to love them and somebody to care about them. But again, though everyone desires it, everyone seeks it, few understand it. But verse 7, as we saw there, the Bible says, love is of God. Amen. So we know there's a source of love. In fact, it even goes a step further in verses 8 and 16 and says, God is love. Well, how do you get more clear than that? That's simple. But again, the world knows nothing of true love. And of course, uh, most of what the world calls love or refers to as love, we know is not of God. Boy, God is not near that. You know, when they get out there and they talk about it, doesn't matter who you love and use those signs when things, when uh, love wins or love won and, and all those things. And, but you know, often what they call love is not love. It's lust and it's wicked and it's uh, vile. Boy, to know what true love is, you got to turn to the Word of God and you got to know the God of the Word. So again, look at verse 18. First John here, it says there, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear because fear hath torment and he that feareth is not made perfect in love. So notice that little phrase there, perfect love. God is love. So God is perfect love. Perfect love is of God. And he's the source of any demonstration of perfect love. Is there, if there's anybody in this world demonstrating perfect love, well, they got it from God because he is the source and he is love itself. We all know, we all know John 3, 16, for God so what? Love the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Only a perfect love, only a perfect love could love the world. 
Romans 5, 6 says this, for when we were yet without strength in due time, Christ died. Listen to this for the ungodly died for the ungodly. Verse eight of Romans five, but God committed what? His love toward us. And that while we, <laughs> that's you and me, we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So only perfect love could die for the ungodly. Only perfect love could express itself in death, amen, in death for sinners. So this when it talks about perfect love, it talks about, it means a, a, a mature love, a love that's been fully developed to the highest point possible. That's the kind of love that God has. And it, it, it that speaks of a love that has reached its goal. Do you realize that love, the love of God has a goal? Do you realize the love of God has a goal in your life? God's love has a goal. What is the goal of God's love? Well, one, I might say this, that people might see that love, that people might see that love, understand that love through the finished work of Christ. That's what those verses were talking about, that they might see that love through the finished work of Christ. And that, of course, when they see it, his goal is then that they might believe it. Amen. Yeah, true. That is a I've never seen a greater expression of love than what I see at Calvary. And then as these verses show us that once we see it, once we believe on it, then we would what become channels of it. That song says channels only. And one thing we're to be channels of is that perfect love of God to demonstrate the perfect love of God. So in God's word, we see we see what wonderful things about the perfect love of God. As you study the word of God, you see that the perfect love cares. Amen. If you have perfect love, you're going to care about others. We said for God so loved the world that he gave. He cared. Amen. That perfect love cared about the fact that you were going to be born a sinner. That perfect love cares about what's going on in your life. If you're here this morning thinking nobody cares, oh, Jesus cares. Amen. No one ever cared for me like Jesus. No one ever cared for you like Jesus. Perfect love cares. And you know, uh, another great thing, perfect love can. Amen. Perfect love can. Amen. Can give you what you need in your life. And perfect love will, perfect love will do what needs to be done in your life. Perfect love did what needed to be done. And perfect love still does what needs to be done and still gives you what you need in your life. And so one of the, the but one of the, the greatest uh, things I think about uh, perfect love is this. Perfect love will not let you go. Amen. <laughs> perfect love will not let you go. Hey, if, it, if, if perfect love was willing to die for the ungodly and willing to die for sinners, hey, once you're saved, hey, listen, how do I know that once I'm saved, I'm always saved? Hey, because perfect love will not let me go. Amen. It'll, it'll continue to hold on to me. We see that, of course, in the, in the great verses of Romans 8, beginning in verse 35. Who shall separate us from the life of Christ? We might I think, well, shouldn't it say what? No, because that what is, uh, there's usually a who behind the what, amen? So it's who shall separate us from the love of Christ. Shall tribulation, you've been through any of that? Distress, been through any of that? Persecution, right? Uh, 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 famine, uh, nakedness, peril, sword, as it is written, 
For thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are what? We are more than conquerors. How? How are we more than conquerors? Through him that loved us. Amen. Through him that what? Uh, shed that perfect love upon us and in us. Paul says, for I am persuaded. I love that. Amen. Persuaded. Again, I've been won over by the evidence. I've been fully convinced by the evidence. That word means persuaded. What? That neither death nor life, nor angels, good angels or bad angels, amen, good, nor principalities, nor powers. Well, thank God, includes Washington, D.C., amen, <laughs> spiritual wickedness in high places, nor anything present, nor things to come, right, can what separate us, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. What a wonderful thing that is, amen, that God is perfect love, Amen. And that love has been manifested through Calvary. And once we get saved, amen, we can know that perfect love. We can be channels of that uh, uh, perfect uh, love and that that love will never let us go. We're secure. And here's another great thing. Perfect love has dealt, has dealt that we are more than conquerors. How? Well, verse 18 again of 1 John 4. What does it what does it say there? Perfect. It shows us that perfect love has dealt with our greatest fears. What's that verse say, say in verse 18 again? But perfect love does what? Casteth out fear. Casteth out fear because fear hath torment. Are you worried about something? Are you anxious about something? You know what? And you're saved. That means you're not resting in the love of God. You're not resting in that perfect love. You're not having that perfect love have full control and full sway in your life. You see, when God created this world, what did he say? He said, it is good. He did everything he did, he said, it is good. So when God uh, created this world, there was no fear in this world. There was no fear. Hey, anybody here afraid of snakes? Hey, listen. Uh, uh, listen, right? Well, we know they did in the Garden of Eden because then he, he should have ran off is what she should have done, right? <laughs> but there wasn't no fear back then, right? There were the animals, right? You could go up and you could pet a lion and a, and a bar and all those things, amen? Uh, you could do that. There was no fear in the Garden of Eden. It was Satan and sin that brought fear into the world. It was Satan and sin that brought fear into the world. That's why after they had sinned, what does it say in Genesis 3.10? And he said, Adam said this, I heard thy voice in the garden and what? I was afraid. I was afraid. Isn't that amazing that people are afraid of perfect love? People are afraid. What? Because I was naked and I hid myself. You see, sin and Satan brought fear into the world. But what did perfect love do? What did God do? God cast it out. God cast it out. Adam was afraid to meet God at that moment. But thank God, if you're saved, you're not afraid to meet God. You're not afraid to meet God. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Romans 8.15, For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. We've been delivered. So we don't have to live in fear. You see, his perfect love did what when it saved us? His perfect love gave us perfect assurance. Amen. I have perfect assurance today that I'm saved. I have perfect assurance what's going to happen when I die. I have perfect assurance, amen, that I'm going to see mama on the other side. I've got that perfect assurance that I'll see my Savior. There's no fear in death. Perfect love has cast out that fear. So these verses 
emphasize God's perfect love and how we are to be, once we're saved, we're to be channels of it. We're supposed to be channels of it. Let's uh, go back to 1 John 4, verse 7. It says what? Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone that loveth is what? Born of God and knoweth God. I've been born of God, and the evidence of that is that perfect love, amen, is manifest in my life. As we've said before, it's not till one is born again. And the love of God is shed abroad in our heart, as mentioned in Romans 5, 5, right, that one can begin to truly understand and know what real love is. Well, aren't you glad, amen, that you know what real love is? It's a wonderful thing to be able to really love people and really care about people. Notice verses 9 and 10. It says, notice this, in this, in this was manifested the love of God toward us because that God sent his only begotten son in the world that we might be live through him. Verse 10, herein, verse 9 says, in this, verse 10, herein is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. So notice those things. It says, in this, and what, what do you see in there? God sent. Verse 10, herein, he sent him to be. He showed that love. And what he sent him to be? The propitiation for our sins. Of course, we saw that word mentioned in chapter 2, verse 2 as well. You see, Christ is our propitiation, and it's the love of God that allowed that to happen, the love of God. What does that mean? He was our propitiation. As a reminder, that means Christ, he was the sacrifice. Hey, but not only was the sacrifice, uh, Brother Wood was talking about those types in, uh, in Sunday school, not only was he the sacrifice, but he was also what? The officiating high priest. <laughs> That's an amazing thing. He, he was not only the, he was the method of deliverance, he was the method of reconciliation, and he was the method of acceptance. His work as our propitiation was vicarious. In other words, he was our substitute. He died in our place, right? It was expiatory. That means, it, 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 what did it do? It, it, as, as our sacrifice, and when God showed his love, his sacrifice, it atoned for our sin. It, so it atoned for, it satisfied for, and it extinguished the guilt for, amen, for our sin through his finished work. So the wonderful thing about that, uh, his, him being the propitiation, it means not only that it include the process by which he did it, did it, it included the achievement on our behalf. Amen. He achieved something. He did it for us and he achieved what needed to be achieved on our behalf. And how, why did he do that? To show that God is love and his love is perfect love and he cares. And notice why he did this verse nine. Look at notice how verse nine ends there. It says there, notice those words, live through him. That is God's desire that once we're saved, that we should live through him. Look at this wonderful thought you see in the word of God. Christ died, so it says there what? So we might live consistently through him. So we might live consistently through him. We see that in verse 9. But we see in 2 Corinthians 5.15, right? not only did he, he, he die that we might live consistently through him, but he also died that we might live daily for him. 
2 Corinthians 5.15, that he died for all, that they which live should not, what? Live unto themselves, but unto him, but unto him who died for them and rose again. And so not only does he desire that we should live through him, not only does he desire that we should live for him, but he also died that we might live eternally with him. What a wonderful thought that is. 1 Thessalonians 5.10, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. You see, he, he, he died for us. He manifested his love through his death, burial, and resurrection. And when we believe on that, amen, his desire is that we would live through him, for him, amen, and one day with him, amen. What he starts, he finishes all the way. What a wonderful thing that is. Verse 11, beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. Notice that if God so, right, for God so loved the world. And if God so, well, now that we're saved, amen, now that we've seen that perfect love manifested in Christ, and now that we believed, amen, on uh, uh, that, uh, that example of, of perfect love, we believed on the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, amen, now that love has been manifested and shed abroad in our heart, now, amen, we're supposed to be examples of that love. Again, channels of that love. John 13, 35 says this. Think about this. By this, by this shall all men know that ye are my disciples. By what? If ye have love one another. Now think about that. The, the Bible teaches us, again, a lot of wonderful things. It teaches us a lot of uh, it teaches us a lot of wonderful things to do. It teaches us how to be what he wants us to be. But he says this, listen, uh, it teaches us how to talk right, walk right, teaches us, uh, uh, teaches men, amen, how to be fathers, teaches us how to be uh, husbands, teaches women how to be ladies and how to be wives and all these wonderful things. And there's a lot of good things it teaches us. But amongst all those things, he says, it's by this. That you'll know my desire. You know, we emphasize so many things, especially uh, among independent Baptists, and all those things are good. And it's not that they shouldn't be emphasized. But a lot of times, amen, uh, uh, we, we, we do what they're accused of. We, we, we strain at snats and we swallow the camel. That is by his love, they'll know his desire. Hey, if you're walking right, I'm glad. If you're spitting white, as I say, I'm glad. If you're dressing and doing all these things right, I'm glad. But it's by this that they will know that that perfect love is being manifested, that you wish they did better. But even if they don't, you're still going to love them. You're still going to care about them. You're still wanting to be an influence in their life through the perfect love of God being manifest. Because, listen, listen just like he told the, uh, the, the disciples when they said, you know, about tithing, he said, he said, oh, yeah, well, still do those things, but don't let these undone. And so all those things that the Bible teaches you to do and teaches you to be, 
I say do those things, but don't leave this undone, being a perfect channel of the perfect love of God, amen, to those that God brings into your life and allows you to have influence with, and before those that God allows you to have contact with. Because as the old saying goes, nobody cares till they know how much you care, and we want them to know that we care because the change has been made in our life through the blood and cross of Calvary. And now, amen, we are channels of a perfect love that was manifested at Calvary in the Lord Jesus Christ. So by this, hey, Lord, I may, I'd like to get everything right, but I'm not a good multitasker, amen? So Lord, if I can only get one thing right, amen, let him know that, hey, boy, he, 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 that guy wasn't much, but i tell you one thing, he loved me. He loved me. Oh, listen, when I think again, I know I always bring up preacher crap, but if I know one thing about him, everybody, that's why he had such an influence on people. Yeah, he was a great Bible teacher and he was a lot of, he was amazing at a lot of things, but everybody that he came into contact with knew and it was clear that he was a channel of the perfect love of God. Amen. And boy, if that we can do nothing else, say, God, I'd like to get these other things right. But Lord, if I, if I could only pick one thing, amen, let me manifest your perfect love in people's lives and let them know, amen, I've got, I got the real thing or the real thing's got me, amen, the real thing's got me because it's by this one thing. This one thing above all else he says solidifies and makes clear that you are one of his and that is that love. That love. In fact, he says in, in verse 12, no man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in what? His love is perfected in us. Now we know it's already perfect. We know it's already mature, if you will. Amen. But you know what? Amen. As we mature in Christians, that love should be matured in us. Part of becoming a mature Christian is his love being matured in us, being perfected in us, having more control of us. Right now, uh, again, uh, 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 manifesting uh, God. Right, it's not about making God bigger in our life. He's as big as he's going to get, but it's allowing uh, making ourselves smaller. Amen. He must increase; we must uh, decrease, and be examples. First John two five. But whoso uh, keepeth his word in him, verily is the love of God perfected. How is that? How is that love perfected by being obedient to the word of God? by living our life according to the precepts and principles of the Word of God. And hereby know we that we are in Him, in Him. Verse uh, 17 says this, Herein is our love made perfect. You see, it's perfected. Amen. We're getting closer. Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have what? Boldness in the day of judgment, because as He is, so are we in the world. Look at that. Our love made perfect. You see, God's love is made effective in our life by what? By demonstration. Notice verse 16 says, and we have known and believed. We've known and believed that the love that God had to us. Amen. I know it. I saw it. I believed it. And that God is love. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and God in him. So we see here we have known it. We believed it. And now it's being manifest in our lives. We could say it this way. God's love treated us right. Amen. God's love treated us right. 
And now God's love is teaching us how to treat others right. And God's love, amen, allows us to finish right. And God's love treated me right. And then it showed me how to treat others right. Amen. And as I demonstrate it and let it be manifest in my life, I'll be able to finish right. And therefore, I can have boldness in the day of judgment. Amen. As we've mentioned before, I don't have to be ashamed in the day of judgment. Because notice again, as it says in verse 17, I'm going to have to finish here. Sorry to, to be able to finish on time, but uh, we can finish up tonight. But notice again what it says in verse 17. Notice again, let's read this slowly again. Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in the world. As he is, so are we in the world. We see that emphasized. Notice we've been noticed that emphasized throughout the word of God. Remember we saw over there earlier what's true about him? We want it to be true about us. As he is, that's how I want to be. Well, as he is, well, let's think about this. Let's take this present. What is Jesus doing right now? What is he doing right now? He is representing us before the Father. He's representing us before the, right now, Jesus is being a representative on our behalf. That is as he is. He's interceding right now on our behalf. That, that's what he's doing right now. Just take that aspect of it. And so what are we supposed to be doing right now? If we're going to be as he is, how can I be as he is right now? To be a representative. As he is representing me before the Father, it's my job to represent him before a lost and dying world. He's representing. And you know what? He's doing it perfectly. He's doing it faithfully. He's doing it continually. And what is my job? To represent him, amen, try perfectly, but continually and consistently and faithfully, amen, my job is to represent him before a lost and dying world. He's interceding, right? When I, when I mess up, he's interceding. And again, one of the greatest ways you can be like Christ is to be an intercessor. Be a person of prayer. We can all be intercessors. I think the, the ministry of prayer is the greatest ministry in the world because, amen, you can uh, do that no matter what's going on in your life. You see, we are in the world, but again, we are not of the world. We are of him. We are of him. And again, what is true of him we want to be true of us. Sorry, I'm going to have to stop uh, right there. But what a wonderful thing. Think about that. Perfect love. Meditate upon that. And he, 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 that, that perfect love provided a perfect way for man to be saved. Amen. Uh, 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 through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, as it was mentioned in Sunday school, that verse in uh, Acts, I think it was verse 23, right? Talk about the, the foreknowledge and counsel of God. Think about that. God got together with God. God got together with God. Amen. Amen. And uh, uh, we say he made a decision. You know, it's kind of can't really say that because God knows all things, but we can say he made a decision that what? Amen. We're, 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 listen, uh, our perfect love is going to be ma manifested perfectly. Amen. By the son shedding his blood and paying the price. Isn't that a wonderful thing? And then we're going to take that same love and those that believe on it, 
We're going to pour it into those that believe on it. And we're going to allow somebody that one day was a wicked, vile sinner is going to be a channel of our perfect love, a representative of our perfect love, amen, to a lost and dying world. What a Man, it's hard to stop. It's hard to stop uh, right there. Amen. You could go 20 minutes or more just on that thought right there. But amen. Perfect love. What a wonderful thought uh, that is. And that we have the privilege, amen, of believing on how it was manifested and then allowing that to be in our life and being a representative, a representative of that perfect love before a sinful world. Let's pray.